Hi, and welcome to Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I want to learn. What would you like to learn about today, Ian? Futurama. Oh, okay. Heads in jars. <laughs> Cryogenic freezing. Walt Disney uh-huh. taking trips across the universe. But Wait. mainly, like, you know, if I'm about to die and I freeze my body, can like, I come Like back Walt Disney is frozen? Is that what you're like saying? Like Walt Disney is frozen. Yeah, not, I don't care about this park. I just want to know about his, the fact that he's dead and frozen. And isn't there, like, a baseball player that may be in there? And, you know. I'll, I'll start right off the right off the top. Uh, Walt Disney is not frozen. That's a rumor. He, he it's is a rumor. Yeah. Ugh. He is. He is Wait, how do frozen. we know? Have you seen his body? I have not. I guess okay. I just have so to go just, by. Just internet hearsay. The <laughs> rumors okay so we'll continue with the normal why why do you want to learn about cryogenic or as we'll get into it it's actually cryonics cryonics Um, of course but it is it is cryogenic freezing we'll get into it why do you want to learn about this Um, why do you care about this we've heard we've heard about it It, i mean apparently it was a lie with walt disney (laughs) but i feel like he's arguably the most notable name you're like Um, i feel like it's a lie but i feel like it's true yeah, so it's okay. I don't know it for a fact, but I feel like um, I just it's it's one of those things that I've always thought to myself like, oh, is that? I don't know how long they've been cryonicking. Um, <laughs> I don't know when that technology uh, first sprung up. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess somebody came up with the idea in like the 50s. You'll correct me later. Sure. Um, so it's something that people have talked about for a long time, and presumably to some small degree have have worked on. But is it even possible? Like, can you freeze human cells enough to, like, just just paralyze them, I guess, freeze them uh, mm-hmm. until, you know, you reanimate them years later when we've cured cancer? And then do you have to freeze yourself before you die? Like, are you like, cool, freeze me now? Or is it like, as soon as my heart stops, throw me in? Because then it's like, well, wait, aren't you just dead already? So I don't know how it works and if it's real. Is it even real? Is this like a thing or have they pretty much been like, ah? Well, no. if, you're, if your heart stops, are you dead? Well, that's a good question. I guess not. I guess if your heart stops, you're not dead. Because you, you you can be revived. Uh, right. Like Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get into it. I did want to talk briefly about Damar Hamlin. Sure. You know, um, For those who don't know, by the way, just in case there are not football fans out there, although it's sure. hard to miss. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin was a player for story. the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah. It was a national story. It was yeah. on CNN all night. Um, <laughs> that's how you know it's real news. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMar Hamlin was a defensive player for the Buffalo Bills who got hit in the chest uh, while tackling, uh, stood up, fell over. It turns out his heart stopped. They revived him on the field, ended the game, took him to the hospital, and then uh, the rest of the night ESPN just embarrassed themselves trying to act like real journalists. So that's right, DeMar right. Hamlin. Right. I, you know, the thing that bothered me a lot about that is, um, so like I, I spend too much time on Twitter. I don't know how much you spend on, on social media, but there's always this idea of like, oh, the vaccine is causing more sudden like cardiac right. events. I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. And so like a lot of people are like, see, like he got the, even though nobody even knows if he got the vaccine, I don't know. But it's like with Cole Beasley, so maybe not. You know? Right. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, it, it bothers me because there's this this whole element of so millions of people gotten this vaccine, right? Yeah. And even if, let's say, and I, I know there's some instances of side effects or, or or people dying or whatever, it bothers me because I'm like, okay, even if 
there are people who randomly get cardiac events because of this vaccine. The whole point of this is that the vast, vast majority of people that does not happen to. And like I was trying to think about it. I was talking to my wife and I think the best analogy I had come up with is it would be like if, you know, less than 1% chance when you get in a car accident, you get strangled by your own (laughs) seatbelt. Right. And they're like, well, you wouldn't have strangled to death if you didn't have your seatbelt on. And it's like, yes, but the vast, vast majority of car accidents, a seatbelt is good. It will save your life or it will save your, you know, serious injury. Right. Or, or like if you go to the doctor and they're like, oh, we have to do surgery on you, um, you know, to help you with this problem. There's a less than 1% chance that the surgery will be botched and you will die. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you take that shot. It's not mm-hmm. like, like if I have a toothache and I go in and they're like, well, we can remove your tooth, but there's a 50-50 shot that you'll die. Like, <laughs> that's not how medicine works. Like, it's not like, right. it bothers me so much that people are like, Oh, well, if there's any chance that you could instantly die with this vaccine, like there's millions of people who've gotten this. This is not how this works. Right. In anything that you do, you're playing the odds here. Like, Sure. And and people will die, but it is a very, very small percentage. And generally, they already have other things going on. The whole idea of like, and I've seen people argue this before, and, and I think it's true. Like if you came up with seatbelts now, like yeah. we would never have seatbelts. Like, it's no. a fucking miracle that we got them and they're required to be in cars yeah. and stuff like, you know, and that it's the law that you have to do it. Because I feel like if, if they came out with that now and they were like, hey, you know what? We could save a lot more deaths in car accidents by having everybody wear a seatbelt. We wouldn't have it. We literally yeah. wouldn't. Well, look at guns. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a whole other argument. But yeah. I, I saw a thing with seatbelts that was like uh, somebody was trying to make an argument against wearing a seatbelt. And they were like, look at the percentage of people that go to the hospital from wearing a seatbelt and somebody else was like yeah but they're not dead like <laughs> right <laughs> like yes they're injured but they're not dead it blows my mind that like today you could get it like really you 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 weren't wearing your seatbelt and you got in a car accident mm-hmm. today in the year 2023 you're not wearing your seatbelt i don't know it blows my mind it's like so easy to do it takes like half a second hey i don't the government can't tell me what to do bro uh, yeah, I remember I when I first took a driver's ed class and the teacher, he was like, if you knew that you were going to get a car accident, you would have like a fucking NASCAR seatbelt where it's like multiple <laughs> like layers, you know, all connected yeah, like yeah. a spider web keeping you in the in yeah. the seat. Because if you know you're going to get in an accident, you would want the most possible protection. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes sense. And it's just it's just frustrating that we just continue to say, eh, it's fine. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that that was one thing that bothered me. The Demar the, the <laughs> I'm glad that we had that segue into it. But um, yeah, it is kind of interesting, right? Because it's like and we'll get into the cryogenics. You know, if you die, like you have to be. Well, we'll wait. We'll save it. We'll save all that. So I guess I'll say one other thing. Real <laughs> so I spend more time on Instagram because Twitter is like obnoxious because it's got that idiot in charge of it now. Yeah, I avoid twitter mostly as much as i can and i started doing instagram more which is nice because i just take pictures of cats and food and stuff and (laughs) you because that's how you do that yeah that's how you do it and you know how like it recommends like videos for you because i only have like three friends on it right so like i don't i don't see a lot of posts so it'll it'll, like recommend stuff and i'm like oh okay i (laughs) i hate 
when pretty people try to be funny. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think I see where you're going uh, with this, but I'm going to let you keep going. I hate when it's like, it's a video and it's like this beautiful woman with like makeup and her hair all done. And it's like a comedy, like jokey video. And I'm like, fuck off. Do you have to be pretty and funny? It could be a dude too. It doesn't matter who it is. So you don't like me I'm for like, that reason? Yeah. Because I'm beautiful. I like that you're funny and ugly. All right. Like, that's the whole point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have going for us. I, yeah, I just it bothers. It like, can you be one or the other? You, you just got to be both, right? You just can't be just the one thing. I mean, it, it bothers me. You can, you can be both, but I, no, you yes, you're you not can. allowed. It's it's obnoxious. <laughs> but it's it's obnoxious. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very personal complaint. <laughs> I, I don't like what I don't like is look I don't if you're legitimately funny and attractive fine whatever good for you the problem is on Instagram nine times out of ten you're just not funny and right you're an influencer it it boggles the mind I mean that's not even nearly as offensive as the people who like try to you know do their little TikTok dance in a crowded space and it's just like oh get the f-. but it's like that's where we're at it's like people doing this shit and it it bugs the hell out of me but so much of the internet is if it's not scripted comedy it's this this like oh look somebody punched me in the face but it's like oh this was all set up like you don't film these right. things unless you well, know so, what's coming right but so that's my problem is it's like okay there's already enough that's people are trying to be funny but at least that's like the goal right, right. and then there's the thirst trap like <laughs> hot girls whatever it bothered me that there's like attractive people also trying to be funny and I i'm like really you got to have it both ways you can't just do one or the other it's not you can't even let, like ugly people try to be funny or let the pretty people get their only fans or their patreons or whatever set up no you have to have both you need to be funny and attract fuck off <laughs> fucking ugh, they've hired writers you know uh yeah, maybe I, I will say the thing that, that just just real quick the thing that bugs me more than anything are the people that make sure they're being filmed giving money to homeless people. Oh, I have not seen that, and I'm already annoyed that you've told me that exists. And what's even worse is most of the time, well, sometimes you'll get like, me and my friends went down to Skid Row, handed out pot pies that we made at home, or whatever the fuck. But the worst, though, is when these fucking people give money to a homeless person. They're like, here, have $100. Then the person, like, follows them with a camera to some degree, like, hidden to some degree. And the homeless guy or gal usually, like, buys stuff for their friends, you know? They they don't just right. go and buy whatever. And then the person comes up to them and they're like, here's an extra $500. You're a good person. And it's like, oh! So they had to pass your fucking test to get more money? <laughs> you know? That yeah. kind of shit. Like, oh, the homeless guy has to prove that he's honest before I give him $500. Like... It's so gross and it's done with this like swelling music and you're supposed to think the like shitty little white guy who's setting it all up is like really fucking, you know. I hate all of this. I'm I'm really annoyed that you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. I don't know how popular it is, but it's definitely a thing. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, anyway. So these are the type of people that would probably cryogenically freeze themselves. Sure. Um. Can you really cryogenically freeze yourself? That was basically what you. That was essentially the question. Yes. Yeah. My sources are Smithsonian Magazine, Vice, MIT Technology Review, Cryogenic Society, New York Times. Some Wait, others as well. One of your sources to. is Cryogenic Society. Yep. Oh wow. It's okay. Cryogenic All right. Society. Okay. 
So the idea that you can freeze yourself and that at some point you'll be able to bring the person back, that is called cryonics. So cryogenics is dealing with extremely low temperatures. Cryonics is believing that you can freeze a person in a cryonic, cryogenic vessel and later bring them back to life. Is this at all similar to, you know, in science fiction, stasis? Like when you put somebody in stasis when you fly across the universe, you know what I mean? I mean, both of these no. are presumably theoretical. No. Okay. So stasis is a different idea entirely. So although cryogenics can also be related to deep freezing bodies... According to the Oxford Dictionary, it's one of those things where, like, people said literally enough figuratively that now when you say literally, it can also mean figuratively. Right. Like, basically, cryogenics can mean cryogenics, like, the like in physics, dealing with extremely low temperatures and, like, the properties of chemicals or, you know, chemistry, biology, etc. Yeah. That's cryogenics. And then cryonics is... The is like a belief. It's like a faith that you can oh. freeze someone and then bring them back to life once you've cured their cancer or whatever. Okay. But because cryogenic freezing is so associated with that idea, yeah. if you look it up in the dictionary, cryogenic can mean both the study of extremely low temperatures or freezing people and then trying to revive them. So hmm. it can mean both things. But typically it's just cryogenics is part of physics, which is how things are affected by very low temperatures. As of October 2022, 199 people have had their heads and bodies frozen at the Alcor Life Extension Foundation in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay, you said heads and bodies. So some people just had their heads frozen? Some people just have their heads. Some just have the brain frozen. All right. So it's taken out of the head. Is it cheaper to just cryogenically <laughs> freeze your brain? Yes. Uh, That's the poor people. With the, the poor al- rich people. I have the prices here. Hang on one second. Oh, okay. Arizona seems like a poor choice for a place to freeze. <laughs> well, it's in, it's in a facility. Sure. The, the tanks are filled with liquid nitrogen. I think it's like 200K to freeze your body and like 80K to freeze your head or just your oh, brain. Oh, just shell out the extra 120, man. Well, a lot of people, and we'll get into it, but a lot of people believe that it doesn't really matter if you have your body, right? Because you're, oh, like the you idea is. Oh, you put your that, brain into another body? Right, or a robot, uh, or whatever, like, you know. So what you're saying is everyone who just froze their brain was fat. But, I mean, maybe. Or they were really old, I guess. <laughs> or they were really, ah, there you go. Right. Or ugly. Um, <laughs> it's, so the Alcor Life Extension Foundation is a nonprofit organization with the goal of restoring the health of their patients, as they call them, with medical technology in the future. There are also about 100 preserved pets. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? <laughs> are these 100 pets with part of the 199 people like they froze their own pets or was somebody like freeze my dog but then like what if you die before they figure out how to save your dog like then it's like well can we just throw the dog out like what it didn't say i assume most of them are with people that are frozen they're like You'd i also so. want you to freeze my dog but i guess Poor there dog. could be some where their dog died and they're like we'll freeze it and then maybe when i die later i'll get frozen do you think those or some of those do- some of those animals were just like thrown in alive uh I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Like, I guess you could. It'd be pretty fucked up, though. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. They're in cylindrical tanks filled with liquid nitrogen. Yeah, you I know, saw some, Demolition Man. I know. Some just the head, some with full bodies. Tomorrow Biostasis in Berlin became the first cryonics company in Western Europe in 2019. And in early 2022, Southern Cryonics opened a facility in Australia. Oh. 
In total, about 500 people are preserved in liquid nitrogen globally, mostly in the U.S., and about okay. 4,000 people are on waiting lists. I'm sorry, 4,000? Mm-hmm. Is it just that they don't have enough – they're just not dead yet or they don't have enough stu- – well, I guess if it's a waiting list, you're not dead yet. That's that's why. Right. <laughs> do, they, <laughs> do they have the facilities for this? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't know if they have enough – space and material to do I, it could be they're just waiting just to die like okay i said that there's about four thousand extra people on waiting list so i guess it's the it's saying that there's at least four thousand people that are you know already planning yeah. to do this um okay you know, assuming they can but yeah and no one's been brought back at this point no we'll get into okay. it so okay. the way it works is you are declared legally dead mm. at this time your organs are still viable A cryonics team is waiting for you to die, and then you're moved to an ice bath, and they perform cardiopulmonary support to sustain blood flow to your brain and organs. Okay. Your blood is replaced with an organ-preserving solution. They then put cryoprotectants in your bloodstream, which prevent the formation of ice crystals that may damage your organs. Okay. You're put in a tank with liquid nitrogen at a temperature of about negative 196 degrees celsius which is about negative 320 degrees fahrenheit okay it's cold the whole process should be done within an hour of your death any longer and there is more damage to your cells so that's how it works you have to be dead they don't freeze you it's not like futurama where like they freeze you and it's suspended animation or stasis you have to be dead first okay okay alcor was founded in 1972 Okay. And performed its first human cryopreservation in 1976. Oh, it took the, him a few years to get there. Yes. The first person ever frozen like this was James H. Bedford, a psychologist that died earlier in 1967. Wait, so I'm sorry. Five, he'd been dead for almost 10 years? He was dead five years before Alcor was founded, and yes, nine years before their first preservation. Where was his body? So, he he died in 67 from kidney cancer. He was 73. And he was processed by the Cryonic Society of California. He now rests in one of Alcor's tanks. So I guess he there was like a separate society that had like okay. considered okay. this idea. And he was frozen, but then later he was moved to this Alcor facility. Got it. Apparently during the early portion of the pandemic, they had to enact new protocols and they couldn't get the ice crystal like preventing stuff in one guy's body in time so there was damage and they could only use the like the stuff on his brain um they couldn't put it in his whole body but i mean um, i I I mean if you messed up he's probably never gonna know right well so it's also interesting because as time has gone on they've they've like improved this like the formula i guess of putting the, the the prevention stuff in the bodies yeah and so i'm like well so then what are you going to do for the people that were frozen since 1967? Like, uh-huh. you can't go back in and, like, preserve them better. Like, it's right. too and late if you pull now. pull them out and accidentally drop them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What a mess. The former head of Alcor, Max Moore, said that that's the way he wants to be preserved with just his brain. He said, I don't really understand why people want to take their broken down old body with them. In the future, it'll probably be easier to start from scratch and just regenerate the body anyway. The important stuff is up here, as far as I'm concerned, he said, pointing to his sandy blonde crop of hair in a Zoom call. This is where my personality lives and my memories are. All the rest is replaceable. Small dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. You know, obviously 199. The youngest person at Alcor is a two-year-old. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. God damn Rough. it. That's fucked up. The oldest is 101. Okay. Well, good for you, I guess. <laughs> two-year-old had multiple brain surgeries, had brain cancer. It's terrible. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to comment. Sorry to be a downer on that one. No, but, I just, um, it's, it, to me, that's, that, that's stupid. It's on um, the parents part. Why? Because like multiple brain surgeries, like to what degree, like, what are you, what are you holding on to? Are they hoping that they can fix the brain? And if I feel like if you've had multiple brain surgeries, then more than likely you're, you know, I don't know. Look, I said I wasn't going to comment on it. I'm only going to get myself into like hot water. Right. I, well, I feel like, I mean, it's understandable, right? I mean, they're parents. Sure. They're... If I had the money and my kid died, I'd be like, eh, freezer, because maybe. I mean, I think it's just them clinging to the hope that. Sure. It's sad know. is what it is. There you go. How about that? It's just sad on multiple levels. Yeah. I mean, brain cancer, too. I guess they're just like, because they did multiple brain surgeries and nothing worked. So. Yeah. Other patients at the facility include software developer and Bitcoin pioneer Hal Finney. Who died in 2014 from ALS and baseball Hall of Famer Ted Williams, who died in ah, 2002. Ted Williams, that's who it was. Yes, died in 2002 from heart disease complications. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's the cost. I, I, cryopreservation for an entire body at Alcor costs at least two hundred thousand and costs eighty thousand to preserve just a brain. So is that two hundred cover? Like, do they have to? What level of upkeep is needed to do on a body? Like, do they have to change the the liquid? Do they have to just clean the outside? Like, what are you paying? What What is that two hundred thousand getting you? So there's a there's a fee structure. It's usually paid for by life insurance policies. Oh, and Al oh, okay. Alcor's fees are higher than other places. They place a hundred and fifteen thousand of the whole body fee into a trust to guarantee future care of patients, such as topping off the liquid nitrogen. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay. That trust is actually managed by Morgan Stanley, and it's worth more than fifteen million dollars. All right. Okay. So there's a trust at Morgan Stanley to maintain the preservation of all these bodies. Huh. It's important to note that there is no evidence that this will work or that it works or that you could bring people back. Mm -hmm. That was my question. Is this all just snake oil? Uh, pretty much. It's really, like I said, it's really more like a faith. It's yeah. a belief that if you freeze them at some point, you will be able to reanimate them yeah. and cure whatever the, was killing them. So if you freeze them, they will come back. Yes. Yeah. And that they will also still be the same person, that they right, will still yeah. have their memories and, and, and all of that. So yeah. supporters say we've been able to cryopreserve sperm, embryos, and stem cells and thaw them successfully. Uh, okay. All right. I don't know if I agree with that argument. I mean, I, yes, we have, but like a lot more going on in a brain than in yeah. this fucking, in twenty you know, In 2016. Yeah. In 2016, researchers were able to cryopreserve a rabbit brain and thaw it without causing structural damage. Over what period of time? How long? Uh, I did not say. I'm not okay. sure. But Clive Cohen, a neuroscientist at King's College London in England, said that cryonics is a hopeless aspiration that reveals an appalling ignorance of biology and that human <laughs> brain structures are too complex for this to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I... I I mean, I guess if you have faith in humanity, I guess, you know, to, to, to that's what you need, right? That Wait, this is just faith. Yeah, you're not right? going to, we're not going to destroy the planet before 
we're able to figure out how to revive your frozen brain, grow a body, and bring you back to the old Ted Williams we all knew and loved. Right, right. In the case of the rabbit, it's also not like they unfroze it and the rabbit was alive. Like, the goal of the work is they want to freeze it so that it's, like, when you thaw it, it's in the exact state with the same synapses and stuff in place as when it was frozen. Mm. The goal is to be able to retain it and maybe copy it to a machine, but all of that is still theoretical, right? Yeah. They The same people that did the uh, rabbit brain, they did it with the pig brain in 2018. How'd that go? Well, they, they were able to successfully thaw it without, oh. like, structural damage to it. But it's still just a, a dead pig Wait, doesn't brain. that just mean it, the, the brain just, like, melt, you know, the... Yeah, it thawed. Like, that, is that a success, or is it just like, oh, hey, it's not cold anymore? Well, it's... It, right, because it's, like, it's not like deteriorated because there haven't been like ice crystals. Like it hasn't been destroyed basically. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like we when you put it something in the freezer so and it gets freezer burn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. It just uh, on, a, on a more technical level. They put on the, they put in those cryoprotectants. We talked yeah. about that. So, yeah, they also have a team at the university of Minnesota that has thawed rat organs in a way to preserve cell structure and is experimenting with pig organs. Okay. Um, they still have not restored organ function when they have managed to to thaw them. China is working to use cryogenic methods to preserve human organs and amputated extremities to boost China's national transplant program. Okay. So, see, I can see all this working on a transplant basis. Like, we got a right. heart, but we don't got anybody who wants a heart. So let's just put it on ice. And then when somebody's like, shit, I need a heart. They're like, we got one on ice. Yeah, the, the quote I have, so... None of these developments lead to a possible way to eventually revive a living person. Yeah. Even if one day you could perfectly thaw a frozen human body, you would still just have a warm, dead body on your hands. <laughs> the hard, the hardest part to reverse, which is death itself, remains an, ign- an enigma. Yeah. I feel like somebody... So, okay, and I don't know if you're going to... Whatever, but it sounds like around 1967 was sort of the beginning of, of a lot of this, th- this school of thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a little okay. before that, I assume, and then someone was yeah. able. Someone, the first guy was, you know, first guy tried it, but yeah. So I feel like somebody ordered an ant farm in the mail, and it came. And you know how? When, have you ever had an ant farm before? No. Okay. Well, when you get your ant farm, you get the thing, and then you, you they, they, I think you can mail away. I don't know how it works, but they mail you like a vial of frozen ants. Mm-hmm. And then as they warm up, they start to move. And, and so somebody was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. I can put ants in the freezer, have them chill out for like a week, and then they're fine. Right. I think we can do this with humans. I think we can do this with humans for like 200 years. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is not a well thought out <laughs> I mean, I plan. guess the idea at its core makes some sense, right? Sure, we're sure, just in the animals, long run. But... We're just animals like any other. I think the idea is that we are vastly more complicated than ants or like I think crustaceans, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen the film Biodome, so clearly you can freeze, no, you know, in, in ice and wake up hundreds of years later and it's fine. So, you know, I mean, I guess it could happen. I have not. If it happened to Brendan Fraser. I have seen uh, Futurama. There you go. Right. So that's like the whole pop culture idea, right? That you just like yep. freeze and you're basically in stasis until you wake up later. I think that's like the pop culture idea of it, but it's not, that's not really how it works. You basically die and they preserve your body and freeze it. And to prevent it from being broken down by ice crystals, they put like cryoprotectants in your blood, but you are still dead. (laughs) There's no current way to bring you back. Right. But I'm not referring to like fry. 
I'm more looking like w- was it the same situation with like Nixon's head? That felt more like that was cryogenics and Fry was like stasis. Or I guess it, no, it was the same thing, wasn't it? It was basically supposed to be the same. Yeah, idea. I don't know. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, but yes, that is the pop culture. That is that is where I got most of this question from. <laughs> it's right, right. Futurama. Arthur Kaplan, who heads the medical ethics division at New York University's Grossman School of Medicine, says the only people, quote, getting excited about the possibility are people who specialize in studying the distant future or people who have a stake in wanting you to pay money to do it. That makes sense. There's a whole other type of study called cryobiology, which is an actual science, and it's the study of how freezing and low temperatures affect living organisms and biological materials. And there's a society for cryobiology that actually banned its members from involvement in cryonics in the 1980s. There was a former society president lambasting the field as, quote, closer to fraud than either faith or science. And he said it's like trying to turn a hamburger back into a cow. (laughs) I like that. They don't restrict people from getting into cryonics now, but they still say it's an act of hope and speculation, not science. Sure, it feels it very much feels like a fear of death. Recently, it's become a big thing with the libertarian techno optimist crowd, like tech moguls. I'm sorry, what? Libertarian techno optimist? Right, like tech moguls dreaming of their own mortality. So Jeff Bezos has a cryo lab, probably somewhere. Probably right, because yeah. they're like, oh well, technology will save us, and I have like more money than anybody on Earth. Uh, supporters of cryonics do usually concede that there's no guarantee, but rather it's a long shot, something more than 0% chance. Maybe future science can reanimate and repair you. But Have journalists been inside of these rooms and seen the tanks? Do we know? Like, is it possible they're just bullshitting us? Like, is Ted Williams' body just in a, you know, just they threw it out? So, no, I don't think you can go in. I don't think they'll let you in. Uh, I'll get into an interesting case later okay. where Alcor got into some trouble with the law. But basically what they say is, you're already dead. What do you have to lose? If you have $200,000 and you don't believe there's <laughs> a God anyway, why not try it? Uh, Fair enough. Interestingly, there are differences if you're doing this in the U.S., China, or other places. So, for example, I thought this was really cool. So... For example, in the U.S., Alcor and other places, they don't want to get sued. So you can't say, my uncle wants to be frozen, so do it. The uncle has to want it. Okay. But like he in, has to sign something, essentially. Like, he has to prove that he wants it done. Right. But in China, sometimes, like, it was, it's like a cultural thing where they were saying, let's say your grandfather has cancer, and the family can decide treatment for that cancer or if they want to freeze him and he might not even know he has cancer like they could decide Mm, not even do yeah they could say we're not even going to tell him but if the family decides okay well we're going to freeze him they could do that without him even knowing knowing or consenting to it it's like a very different culture the relatives of one client failed to inform alcor that he had died and instead had him embalmed and buried in europe when alcor found out a year later it confirmed that his contract said he wanted to be cryopreserved no matter how much time had elapsed. So the company got a court order and had the body what? returned to Arizona. But it's been in... Don't they, like, scoop the brain out in those situations? I don't know. I mean, what are they... F- That's... <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Come on, Alcor, just take the money and go home. Like, well, you don't need the body. I, his contract said he he wanted Who to be. Who gives a shit? He's dead. Contract <laughs> void. Like, no, I'm clearly sorry. not in these cases. 
had they not gotten their money yet? Was that what it was? Because I feel like maybe that's stupid. Well, it says some okay. of these some of these things are paid for by life insurance, so maybe they were supposed to get his life insurance money, but they needed stupid. his body. Stupid. There's a gender balance too. In Alcor, there are three times as many men than women frozen. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Right. Men are dumb. <laughs> right. It's even more imbalanced in Australia. In Russia, it's almost even. Huh. According to the Russian place that does it, it's called Cryorus. It's because it's mostly men, but they often preserve their mothers first because Russian men are only brought up by their mothers. I don't know if you've ever heard this. I went into a like a rabbit hole on this. Apparently in Russia, it is very, very common that there's no dad around. Like he's working or he just pieces out? No, he just pieces out. And there's a high divorce rate. And there's, oh. um, if you think about it, because there have been a lot of wars, including in the last... Right now? Yeah, now and, and even before when they <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're just... And, and Russia Crimea. loves to have their people just mowed down. That's kind of their thing. Yeah, and... There's just a lot of families that are just fatherless, and there's a, a lot of uh, problem with alcoholism in, in Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of absentee fathers. So it's kind of funny that there's a whole cultural element there where the men preserve their mothers first. Yeah. And then when they die, they're going to get preserved. So a lot of in the, the balance of men to women is much more even than in other places. In China, it's also more common to freeze your older family member with the idea that you'll freeze yourself later to join them. In the U.S., we are much more individualistic. We decide to freeze ourselves. Sure. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah. That, you know. I guess in China, they want to freeze them, and then when they can get unfrozen later, you still got your parent. Whereas right. in the U.S., you're just like, I don't care about any of those people. I want to get... No, in the U.S., it's most men just being like, yeah, no, the world needs more of me. Right. In the future. <laughs> and sure. then sometimes they're like, and my mistress. Yeah. Or my wife, or my two-year-old, or my dog. In China, they're less critical of cryonics from a a religious perspective. From the New York Times, Western religions tend to be more focused on the concept of heaven and hell and the body and brains being merely repositories of an eternal soul rather than machines that can be switched on and Mm. off. According to Moore, the guy that used to run Alcor, (laughs) this is kind of a funny quote. So you would say when Christians complain that they would not like to be dragged back from heaven by having their body revived, he says, are you sure you're not going downstairs? And if so, don't you want an escape clause? Like you can get out of hell? (laughs) Like like if you get frozen and your soul is in hell and then we manage to revive you later, we could pull you out of hell. I mean, if I if I went to hell hell and came back, I don't think I'd want to know that I'd been in hell because that's that's going to fuck you up. I feel like that's a hell of a pitch. (laughs) Like you should get yourself frozen because we might get a you might be a get out of hell. Where is where is those cards? The science fiction escape from hell movie about cryogenic freezing. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to have to cryogenically freeze ourselves and go to hell. To save, the, I think we just came up with a movie to idea. To save the president, I want a script on my desk next. Done, week. done. Did you ever you remember those get out of hell free cards? You would see. No, they look like the get out of jail free right. cards from Monopoly, but they would be like religious. Is that like like the Jesus things? people hand them to you? Okay. Yeah, like the Jesus people hand them to you. I mean, I believe it. I don't think this, I've seen them. But this this company could this company Alcor could hand they it out to you. Get out of hell free card. Yeah. Get, get yourself frozen. But there's a woman, the woman that runs the Moscow cryogenic place, uh-huh. uh, Ms. Udalova. She said some of her clients cover their bases and do both cryonics and a church funeral. Oh my God. 
They literally put dry ice in the coffin in the what church, the and the Russian priest. Stupid. The Russian priests typically agree to do it. This is so stupid. So they just do a funeral, and then they're like, "Well, okay, well, once that's done, and I'm okay with God, then you can like freeze me for good." Okay. Crazy. These right? people are dead. So this is way more interesting than this I is. This is a lot more here than I expected. That is for sure. <laughs> people are impressively stupid. Yeah. But okay. I mean, I guess, you know, not stupid. Sure, hopeful. I mean, if you want to be frozen. Hopeful. Like, imagine you're Jeff Bezos, sure. right? Like, you have more money than anything. Right. And you're like, they're like, well, you're going to die. But you could give us 200 grand, which is just like wiping your yeah. ass money. And maybe we'll be able to revive you. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Sure. I'm a Bitcoin billionaire or whatever. <laughs> any of these assholes that have money for no reason. I mean, <laughs> I feel like. I mean, once you're dead, let's assume that it, it never works. Like, it, that it, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't give right. a shit what you do with my body once I'm dead. I'm dead. Like, and if you right. bring me back, cool. I get, yeah. So I guess in that regard, yeah, sure. It's like fine. I've got two hundred k to like waste. Right. Yeah. Because you can't take it with no, you. No, you cannot. And and there's no god, so you might as well just see if you can come back because this is the only one you got. And why would you? Why so. would you give that money to you know people who need it? You know who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. You can, right. You can to improve their yourself. lives. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other question though: When you are brought back. Like, is there an end game for death there? Or are you like, I'm just going to keep freezing myself forever? I would assume so. I mean, I, like I said, a lot of it has to hinge on the idea that you can you can get put in a robot yeah. or, or just like a cloned body. It just feels so depressing. Which is never. I happen. feel like eternal life is, is not <laughs> exciting. It's like having a cheat code where you can't die in a video game. Like, it stops being fun at a certain point. You're like, yeah, that guy shot me in the face with a shotgun again. But whatever. Like, there's no challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but I guess know. if you're a billionaire, like you don't really deal with challenges anyway. So yeah, you know, you've numbed yourself to joy. Your life is like awesome every day. So then, why would no? You just you're want very to play sad them? because you're so isolated with all that money. Uh, no, you're not. You're fine. No. You're doing great. You're riding dirt bikes yeah. and jumping off cliffs into water. It's just endless enjoyment. Yeah. Um, well, you can become suffer. addicted to drugs because you have the money to rehab. You know, so it's right, fine. Right. And someone's like standing by with an adrenaline shot to, to bring you back to life. Shit, you could pay John Travolta to do it. You know what I mean? Like in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would, you know, sometimes I make references and I'm not sure. It seemed like one you'd get. But yeah. I, yes, I've I seen know you've Pulp seen Fiction. I wasn't I've, sure. I wasn't sure. I've been to college in the last 20 years. <laughs> I've seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> good. So I can also make a Donnie Darker reference and a Boondock Saints reference and you'll be good to go. Okay, yes. Good. Yes. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have uh, a thing on famous frozen people. Okay. This is from Mental Floss, so this is not sure. But Walt Disney is a common rumor, but it's not true. Ted Williams is the one we mentioned. Also, his son is frozen. Okay. All right. Ted Williams' son. He uh, he was a believer in it as well. There's a famous TV producer, actor, writer, Dick Claire Jones. He worked on Mary Tyler huh? Moore Show, Bob Newhart Show, Facts of Life, and Mama's Family. He is also frozen. Okay. There is. Uh, one other instance, it's not a famous person, but there's a curious case of this lady, Dora Kent. Okay. Her son was a board member at Alcor and she had pneumonia and she was going to die and she was sent there to the Alcor place uh -huh. and she died at Alcor. However, there wasn't a doctor there to actually declare her dead. Okay. So... Later, she got inspected by a coroner, and they actually felt like she didn't die of pneumonia. She died of the drugs that Alcor put in her. Ugh. So they said that she was actually still alive when they froze her. Ugh. 
and basically implying that they killed her. Well, they didn't pneumonia. kill her. Okay. They just, <laughs> you know, she'll be back. She'll be back. So I tried to corroborate, because mental floss is not the best source. So I tried to corroborate this. There is an article from the LA Times in 1988 which corroborated the part where basically this coroner found information that made it seem like maybe she didn't die of pneumonia. She died of these drugs that they put in her uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, the LADA office or something like they basically started, they arrested some Alcor people, okay, some, some Alcor employees and they demanded her head, which had been removed, of course, uh, from her body from Alcor, and they also requested other bodies and like other stuff there, and pe- you know people were arrested, but no one was ever charged, and no one ever like went to jail or anything for it, and nothing ever came of it. So I tried to find more information, like you know what what kind of happened to it, but I couldn't find a whole lot other than it just seemed like it kind of just went away. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting uh, that somebody might have been frozen, but it's funny because it's like. You think about like, okay, well, do they freeze you like right before you die? Yeah. But if they were to freeze you, you die. Like that, that would kill you. Yeah, that would kill like, you. It's it's not like this idea where you know we talk about preservation, where it's like, yeah. oh, well, if you get frozen, then you're in stasis. No, that you would die. Right. right. So you're telling me Demolition Man lied to me? Yes, I am God telling you that. Damn it! It is weird too. Like you think about like the we were talking about the Demar Hamlin thing because it's like legally dead. Yeah. Right. Like his heart stopped. Right. So like. You could keep it going. Obviously, they they gave him like CPR on the field, but like there's definitely like a weird area where like you know your organs stop, but you're not dead yet. Yeah, your brain's still kind of ticking. Yeah, it's like it's just kind of funny because we're just, I mean, we're just like sacks of meat, right? Like it's literally everything that makes up your memories and your brain activity. It's just like the arrangement of your synapses. And it's like if you if your brain were to freeze, like all of those connections get severed. Uh-huh. So the whole idea of freezing, then they put the you know the stuff in to preserve you, so it, it you know preserves your brain. It's like even if you were to do all that perfectly, uh-huh. it's not really clear whether like you could reanimate the brain in the same way that you were when you were frozen or yeah. before you died. Right. So I don't know. It's very weird. What you're saying is it's but, a hard science. Yes, super hard. Super <laughs> fact, hard science. Fact-based. But I feel like, like I said, it's interesting to me because I don't, you know, I don't believe in anything. So it's like, well, if, you know, if I die, it's like, well, who cares? Yeah. Like, if somebody was like, well, there's a point zero 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 one percent chance that maybe we could revive you in the future and you would still be you. And it's like, well, why not? I'm Jeff Bezos. I got okay. more money than anybody. <clears throat> I agree with you on that. However, if they were like, there's a point. There's a 1% chance we can revive you as you. I'd be like, cool. And then they'd be like, but there's also like a 10% chance that we'll revive you and you'll just be like a potato. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Let's not do it then. I would need the 10 and the 1 to reverse, you know? But if you were a potato, you wouldn't know you were a potato. Well, what if, what if you're a potato who knows, you know, you're a thoughtful potato. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're Robert De Niro to in Awakenings, you know, like you're trapped in a body, but you're totally there, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that could be bad. I don't know. I, 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 sure. Like if somebody wants to throw my body into ice and, and see what happens, cool. I don't, again, I'm dead, so I don't care. I really don't care. I also feel like it's like very 
you know, the first person was in California. The place is in Arizona. It's a very California thing. Yeah. I feel like this is just another extension of like weirdos in California who want to be frozen. Probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there's the stuff in China and Russia and, and other places, but I guess it's just their version of California. Just more weirdos. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't know if I'd want to live forever. I certainly, yeah. I certainly uh, don't want to live forever. But in terms of, I, I like the one quote where it's just, even if you could thaw it perfectly it's just a warm sack of meat like it's not like (laughs) it's it's not like you just oh well we cured cancer so now we can bring ian back right and then he'll be fine no he's still dead like yeah but he doesn't have cancer anymore (laughs) so i feel like it's a bigger leap to say oh well if we freeze them and then cure that thing that we couldn't cure them right it's like oh well you have to do that and you also have to reanimate corpses right you got to cure cancer and reanimate dead bodies yeah it's, there's yeah. two 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 very <laughs> there's important a bigger leap there. <laughs> and if you're freezing your body you're also really taking a, a leap of faith here that the world isn't going to burn before that happens right right like I, you know my biggest thing about this is like there's no auditor of cryogenic places like yeah. To make sure that a publicly traded companies are doing their books correctly, like they have their accounting books like audited or right. like banks get audited. Like nobody's going into these facilities and making sure that they keep the tanks on all night. Yeah, like, no, yeah. <laughs> or that they keep the, the fluid topped off. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody, uh, you know, like Ian came in one day and he's like, ah, oh, you know, I forgot to refill the tanks <laughs> last night. And I'm like, oh, you fucking idiot. And then I go into it and I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, Ted Williams' tank got pretty low, so his brain's probably fried now. But no one would know. No like, one, no one know. would ever know. No. Ever. Like, what happens when there's like a power outage? Right. I think you know? my wife asked that. I, I I don't know. I assume they have a generator. You have to hope they got a few. <laughs> you really have to hope there's a few of them. I mean, what if The Last of Us happens and the society collapses? Right. Are they going to keep the tanks running? Probably not. What if there are zombies? Are they the only ones that can save us because they're, you know, they died before the zombie and when they get bit, they're just reanimated and they're not, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm not making any sense, but let's just move on right. from that. The point is, it just, it, it feels very sciencey, hippy dippy, you yeah. know, like, oh, well, I'm not yeah. a hippie because this is science. It's like, eh, right. you're still, you're right. Like they could be like, they could be putting out their fucking cigarette butts in your, in your, uh, in your tank, you right. know, like, right. <sighs> but hey, you know whatever you got the money. I don't. You, you do you. You go to Arizona and freeze your body. Have fun with that. Or I'm sorry, just your brain. I mean, I just, I just feel like if I were going up to Alcor and I was like, I need proof that all these bodies are fine. Yeah. Do you have an independent audit? Like, do you get one of the big four accounting firms to come in and make sure that? You, your bodies have remained yeah, frozen. Yeah, but do they like, even know what time? to look for? No, I, I don't Are know. Are they even able to open up a tank? Or is it like, no, we can't open the tank because if we open the tank, you know, everything, it's like a fucking camera or a, a film and you, you know, open the door and the film right. is ruined, you know? like if you... Yeah, because we haven't we haven't <laughs> cured his cancer and we haven't figured out how to reanimate him yet. We can't open can't it yet. Can't open it yet. You got to assume he's okay in there. But I feel like it has, it's obviously going to keep going because Morgan Stanley has a $15 million trust fund. Hey, why so not? So it's like... I, Clearly, there's enough to keep this running forever wonder, until banking collapses. But. How hard of a job is it to be a cryotechnician? I can't imagine it's that hard, right? Just make sure the numbers are there, you know? Like, come in, make sure all the numbers match the chart and call it a day, you know? Like, make sure things don't turn off. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's just a tank with a... You make sure that the temperature is still cold. 
Yeah. And there's no leak. <laughs> People, like, do you just come in and kind of give it like a, oh, he's good. Yeah. He's I, good. Well, but like, okay, let's say you watch one in one day and you're like, ah, oh, the tank broke. And it's it's now room temperature in this tank. It's like, what would you do? <laughs> it's not like they would call up. It's not like they would call up the. They wouldn't call up the family and be like, ah, oh, no. you know, John, you know, thawed out. Sorry, you know, they would still collect what, their life insurance money. What you're doing is just waiting until the family dies off, and then you can unplug it and throw yeah. it away. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, I I mean, okay, even if we don't burn the world to the ground. The reality of curing cancer and reviving dead people is what at a minimum. <laughs> at, and again, I'm at a minimum here. I'm not, I mean, I realize it's science fiction, but I'm at a minimum here. Hundred years away, like minimum, like I mean, or, or ten years. I don't know. But the point is, it's 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 pretty far away. Like we're not reviving right. dead people. And if we can revive dead people, we're not starting with you guys, right? We're starting with Abraham Lincoln. Well, and then it's the whole idea, like I said, where like they've updated preservation techniques right. as we've gone. So it's like, okay, well, are you going to try to revive the guy from 1967 first? Right. When you were just he's been start- in there a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> just First in line. You know, you're just starting out. Are we, do we even know how much of him is? I mean, his brain could be pudding at this point. I mean, who knows? <laughs> his brain is pudding at this point. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's freezer burn pudding. Correct. Oh, it's absolutely, you know, and that's the other thing too. Don't, don't put them in the back of the room because they're yeah. going to get freezer burn if they're in the back, <laughs> you know, keep them near the front. Uh, anyway. So that's cryogenic freezing or cryonics. That is, that was more enjoyable than, uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be fun. That was definitely, I, I, all right. I learned a lot. It yeah. Was, it was fun. It was fun to research that. You learned a lot about Russian culture as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chinese culture. Chinese culture. All right. All right. Yeah. This has yeah. been Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I was cryogenically frozen there for a second. Learned. <laughs> no, that didn't work. Sorry. Freeze you next time. <laughs> All right. Because they think it works. Do you want to jump right into let's, that? You I don't know. You got, something else? you got something else? I mean, we could talk about other stuff. Yeah, I don't know how long you have. I mean, I'm not in a rush. You know, if you got something else, throw it at me.